Hello, everybody. Step into the cantina. We are going to be serving up some good stuff today. We have the... We finally have a Liga MX champion. Gonka champions just started back. And we already have a schedule for next season. But before we go any further, let me introduce Joel. Joel, how are we doing? Doing good, man. Um, Liga MX... The Guardianes, or was it Clausura 2020, has come to an end. Yeah! Uh, yeah. And already, already, the Apertura has been announced. We... <laughs> uh, but I guess we'll, we'll get to that later. We will. But um, big congratulations are in order for Leon. Straight up! Yeah, absolutely. Uh, over the two legs, Leon soundly defeated Pumas. It was 1-1 in the first leg. It was actually Pumas winning for majority of the match. And then in the last minute, Gigi scored the, the the goal to tie the game. And he ended up being vital in that in that Sunday match where he scored 12 minutes in as well. Leon end up winning 3-1 on aggregate. And we finally have a uh, superior feed line with Leon. They have eight titles now. Eight, yeah. Uh, I'm very happy for for Nacho, man. Well-deserved win. He, uh, you know, he had been very close. And... It's you know now he has now he has silverware because he had already shown that to be a, a good a good coach, but you know a lot of times you need especially if you're Mexican in Mexico <laughs> you need you need the the extra proof. Um, so I'm glad for him and I'm also excited to you know for Liliani you know big unknown. And he had a, a wonderful season, and and I'm, I'm hopefully he could follow it up. I, I do think that, you know, I don't think it was a fluke. I think he he's a talented coach, and I think he's gonna, you know, hopefully Pumas can bring him in some some players, bring in one or two top guys to help to help Dineno and and. Pumas will once again be contenders. Yeah, you know what's crazy is this has been one of the wildest years of my life, and that can also be said for Liga Mekis, except for the fact that this actually played out exactly how it was supposed to, meaning the team in first place beat the team that's in second place, and for, like, this is like a rare instance where this happened like wow, like they were actually consistent all the way up until playoffs. They didn't choke. They got the job done. And uh congratulations to Leon. I feel a little bit better now because Chivas got eliminated by Leon and I said it. I said, Hey, we're gonna lose to the to the champions, you know? I called it and uh it just makes me feel better. It makes me sleep at night knowing that, you know, we didn't lose to some fluke team like this was the best team of the year. 
Yeah, yeah, well-deserved. Well-deserved. I think that, you know, just more credit to Nacho for that, you know, because as you said, it, the curse, the curse of the leader, and and so he managed to, you know, to not let, to go over that over that hurdle. And a lot has happened since our last episode. Uh, we we did have finalists, but uh, some action in Cruz Azul a week after they got eliminated by Pumas. Um, they decided to, I don't know if it was a mutual consent. I don't know if Siboldi, um, uh, re, like he resigned or if Grusul fired him, but they decided to make that happen. And Cruz Azul was going into, uh, playing in the Conca champions. So what do you think that was a fair move to get rid of your coach that I think did well? Well, no, obviously not. Not when you have another tournament um, just around the corner. Uh, so I, I do think, but I mean, there's a lot of controversy, a lot of scandal surrounding what happened at Cruz Azul. So they had uh, they had that big 4-0 lead over Pumas in the semifinals. And in the second game, they crashed. They crashed and burned. And um, after the match, one of the one of the dirigentes of Cruz Azul, he pretty much accused the team of just being. He he accused the team of playing scared. He you know, sort of threw a rock there at Civoldi, saying his tactics were just completely wrong. And he talked about the attitude of the players. And then after that, that's when when Tivoldi quit. You know, he, he did a press conference and he he spoke out against, you know, what, what the what the yeah. board had to criticize his team and he said that his players always give a hundred percent. And so, you know, to that point you it was like I know a lot of people were thinking you know, because and and I can't remember that guy's name, but so we're gonna have to backtrack a little right here, Jaime, and just remember that Cruz Azul had been in some drama from the season before when um, Billy. Well, pr- probably bit a bit before than the that season, but with the whole um, you know um, damn. Uh, Billy Alvarez, right? No, no, the other guy, Garces. Victor Garces came in and he tried to state your coop. And so that cost a whole, you know. So that that's kind of how Sivoldi Sivoldi came in during the storm and he exited the same way during another one because what happened was that both Billy and Garces are under investigation for fraud. Um and so they they're not they're not so well you know, officially they're not um, managing the team right now. It's it's a it's a different board from the Cooperativa. So Cooperativa is Cruz Azul, which is a cement company, and the you know Cooperativa is like the board that runs the club, the soccer club. And so 
yeah, this new dude came in and and um, he was pretty harsh. And so what what followed after was really more just they doused more fire into the no they they doused more fire they more they doused more gasoline into the dumpster fire that is Cruz Azul and that's Hector Huerta with his claims that that um many players from Cruz Azul were asked to take a dive you know and that was without like I don't know any proof or well, anything you just oh well, yeah you can't make something so bold and no you can't and and just be like what's your source bro just trust me on this one that's my source but you know you know that the, at the same time if you could sue someone for defamation right and so at that at that point if he does have if he does have proof he could just be like bam you know yeah. And so there was a big fear that and it was voiced by some some other journalists or, or media people how if there was some more scandal of that uncovered in Mex, how they were like fearful FIFA could step in and then maybe again suspend Mexico. Um proof though, man. Hey, it's cheekies. Uh, but but you know, I don't I don't see I don't I don't I don't see it that way because one thing is that where I mean anyone could receive. Anyone could receive. I don't know, but yeah. but I'm saying one thing is club and another thing is national team. So it would make no sense for FIFA to suspend the national team over what's going on at club level, uh, and. I don't think it. I remember with Italy, it happened. I think it happened during. Um, it was like oh, was it oh six over it was, six? It was. It was before the World Cup. Yeah. It was before. Yeah. That's right. And Italy, that that's the Italy went on. Juventus got yeah, relegated. Juventus, their title stripped. And they, they, yeah, and their title stripped, so and they didn't really like half the teams. Um got penalized, like points deductions and everything. It was like a huge white scandal in Italy. And yeah, then, then Inter, Inter, Inter got like, hey, here's three, three campeonatos. <laughs> like it's some some of the teams that had finished second place, they ended up ironically. Them. Ironically, Italy ended up winning the World Cup that year. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I, I remember now. <clears throat> it's all coming back to you. Yeah. <laughs> Cheekies. Yeah, because I got a little confused. How are we doing, Cheekies? How how you how you taking that loss? Uh, I'm okay. I was sort of hit a little bit by it, but uh, I wasn't surprised that that you know, so you occurred weren't even the expect, because you weren't even expecting them to. Hey, just, like you, I, yeah, just like I said, man, I, I was I wouldn't have been surprised if they would have won that game and won the series, but uh, it would have been a tough. It's it was tough against Leon. Like you guys are saying, they were the top team in the league. They had uh, they have good uh, good you know offensive players and uh Umas just wasn't able to put it together but it wasn't like uh everyone was saying you know the game was boring i think you even said that Jaime, and, <laughs> i, I and, found and it boring. it wasn't just boring was it just boring from just one side or the, both teams were boring um so it's not just it's not just like one uh i know, think it was, it was the game yeah i think we both kind of feel the same way like i didn't expect like for me i didn't expect us to go all the way to the semis but since you're there, you know, why not win the game? So it was it was kind of like a 
like a letdown not to see Chios in the final. And then I, I'm sure for for you, for Pumas, they're like, well, we've made it this far, you know? And, like, it does it does suck to lose. But at the same time, like, it was a bonus just seeing them in the final. I think the first leg was in, was incredibly boring, very, very tactical and defensive. And, uh, you know, I, I think, like, I hated the fact that Leon tied the game. I would have loved to see... It would have been a completely different leg on the second return leg if, you know, Leon were at a deficit going into that match. In the end, it didn't matter because they ended up scoring two goals. But I was just disappointed by Pumas's, um like, lack of just aggressiveness. Like, they, they just, like, never really put a threat to Leon. And, and that, to me, was disappointing. Dude, Jaime, would you say they blew their load against Cruz Azul? I don't know, man. Uh, I'm not sure. I think Cruz Azul is you can't really take that <clears throat> you can't really take that game and expect that same sort of like tactic to work against Leon. I think Cruz Azul were just in their head and like they just they 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 thought there's no way we could screw this up. There's no way we can screw this up. Oh, we screwed this up, you know. I think like the Cruz Azul is just not a very good way, but um Pumas, I mean, don't get you got to give them credit. They only lost one game the entire season. And um, yeah, I think it was it was it was an okay final. Uh, I'm 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 actually like curious to see how Leon performs next season and how Pumas perform next season. I think Pumas will probably have a better season, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they lost Carlos Gonzalez. Gonzalez, no. Oh yeah, they, uh, ¿cómo le llamaban el uh, Coco? Oh. Coco, uh, oh, he had a nickname. It was hella funny. But um, he's going to Tigres, yeah. right? Yeah, Tigres. So that's going to be a huge. That's like that's their one of their main dudes, man. So <clears throat> they might struggle unless they get somebody else that comes in. And I think uh, I heard some rumors about like most uh, Moso and some other guys. But uh, yeah, we'll see. And that's just the typical Pumas. They. Uh, once a guy starts doing well, it's hard. For, it's hard for them to keep him. So, you, do you think Pumas? Because that's one thing I was. I mentioned earlier. If 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 Pumas brings in two other quality players to back up Dinano, they they would once again be contenders. But you you think? Yeah, I mean, they would they get dismantled. I think at this point that would be a huge mistake, Cheekies. I mean, I I know the club has has been in the need for money, but seems to. I don't know if it happens uh, so often, but it seems like uh, Pumas will get a good player or a couple of good players, and uh, and when they don't pan out or they get or they get really good, like Nico. And they go off somewhere else, and then they have to rebuild a little bit. I wouldn't say dismantled, but uh, they do sort of have to rebuild. And then maybe after a couple of seasons, they'll come back and you know impress a little bit. The timing of this transfer makes me feel like it was premeditated because that was really fast. Like the season just ended. It seems like that deal was already like in the works before. Yeah. No. It's that's that's yeah. I think I do think it was. He's been a good player for a couple of for a couple of years now, Carlos Gonzalez for Pumas. So he's been there for a while. 
Um, let me see exactly how long, but he's been like a, so it sort of makes sense. You know, he's, he's had his time in Pumas. He's impressed for since 2018. So for two years, um, and now, yeah, he's just moving on. He was at one year in Nicaxa before that. And then before that, he was just like with small, a lot of smaller teams. He, he said it, he's, he claims that, uh, and I'm sure, like this is what most players do when they're, you know, a new signing. But he considers Tigres a big club. Would you guys agree with that? I think it's an upgrade. I mean, he's going to play with a uh, with a lot bigger names, uh, Gignac and and all those guys. You know, that usually, if you think of a team that's stacked, you think of Tigres. And if you're part of that club, then you're, you know, you're contributing to a team being stacked, and that's a good thing for for I Carlos wonder Gonzalez. How he'll fit in with. Gignac and yeah, that's because playing time is going to be an issue. Uh, when they played just a couple of days ago, and uh, Quinones was lighting it up, <laughs> like not making MLS players left and right. And oh, what's well, MLS, bro? And specifically, <laughs> it's like New York. Like they have a, such a bad uh, yeah. team. Um, we are going to get into the Conca Champions League. Um, but I do have a question for you guys. Now, looking at the landscape, just to give you guys a little bit of a refresher, America has 13 titles, Chivas has 12, Toluca has 10, Leon have 8 now, Cruz Azul has 8, Pumas and Tigres both have 7. So, would like who are the big, big four now? Is it still Chivas, yeah. America, Cruz Azul, and um, Pumas? Pumas? Or has the landscape changed now that Leon or got eight titles? Nah. nah, Leon's still a little. Leon's still a little. <laughs> club, I I think I I see the the little joke, but uh, I think because because when we look at it, the grandes, it's it's two. You know, there's there's the historical ones, so the historic teams, so the the ones mentioned. You know, America, Cruz Azul, Pumas, Chivas all have like, a, a, you know, a big history with within Liga MX, especially from the 60s coming on up. Um, and then and then um, you have teams that become big that weren't historic, but they're on their way there. So, um Kind of like the, you know, like the Patriots when they won all those titles, like they, yeah, weren't, they, they weren't, weren't, they weren't considered a big, you know, a bit, one of those like, hit, you know, teams for the history books, but they created, they made their own history. Yeah, and um, so, yeah, exactly like that. So, and so that's what we're seeing now. Teams like Monterrey, Tigres, uh, you know, Pachuca, Santos, which are are be- beginning to challenge. They're knocking at the door of the teams with the with the most titles. Uh, they're catching up, and and so Leon is interesting because Leon was like you could say, title wise, the first grande. Forty eight, forty nine, fifty one, fifty five. There you go. Yeah, they had their like dynasty right there. They just weren't. They never got that popular. So when Chivas came in. And then Chivas, you know, Campionissimo era. And then Chivas does become that that really popular team. And and then, you know, after Chivas, uh, Campionissimo, you 
you had um America. You no, no, I think Cruz Azul first and then America. Cruz Azul like seventies and then America eighties. But yep. you had these teams that came in and and started winning and and loading up on titles, and then you know uh, Pumas to an extent, because but I I think a lot of it Pumas, uh, you know they became really popular because of the university and also because for many years they were pretty much the national team, you know Hugo Sanchez, Claudio Suarez, Jorge Campos. Uh, so many names just would come out out of Pumas, and and that was like, you know, I I think they were the base for the. Oh man, I wish Yon was here. I think for both seventy and eighty six World Cup, I think Pumas was the base of the team or a big chunk of it. Mm. Um, yeah, but so I mean that's that's what made those teams, you know, they're historical ones. But but Tigres. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they're chicos, man. And and you know, um, um, I think they are. We were talking about. Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, because you're talking, you're focusing in on titles. That's just one. Like if you say Leon well, yeah, is, yeah, is a grande yeah. because of titles, that's just one. You're focusing in on one little aspect of what makes a grande. A grande is is more than just titles. It's more than just one thing. Following and then you expand it about yeah. following. But, like history of like even their their stadium well, history yeah. of their players being on the national that's, team that's all kinds saying. of stuff which Leon doesn't have which Tigres doesn't have which you know all these other clubs no, don't Leon have had it. you know Leon not had as, it not all of it together as the four grandes do and that's the that's the difference that's why Leon right now is in the grande that's why Tigres is in the grande if you want to say oh Tigres is stacked or Monterrey is stacked then if you want to just consider that being a grande then yeah sure they're grandes but that's not what a what a grande means. I think Leon, I think I think Leon are like you know they just happened to recently find new success you know the the back-to-back titles in 2013 um that really helped them catapult themselves all now all of a sudden they have eight and you're like whoa shit what about Leon but I think they're still I don't think they're they're in the big spotlight yet I think if they win another title or two next season then we can start to talk about um, one thing that I'm, I, I find interesting is there's you guys have not talked about Toluca. I consider Toluca a big, a big club. I would actually replace Toluca. Uh, I would replace Cruz Azul with Toluca as of right now as a big club, top four. Yeah, Toluca was. See, and, and I think that's that's one of the things. And uh, yeah, I, I totally miss Toluca. But, but even with the rise of some of these teams, and it's coming because of the you know, because Mexico has that double season, so that's that's has sped up the process. Um, but but you know, Chiquis, I, I think you know well, one thing that just happened recently was that I think Tigres, um, what is it, Cemex, just signed on for thirty more years. So I mean, if they continue, at least at at the you know. As the way they've been going, in ten years, in the next ten years, maybe even five, they they could surpass. How many does Tigres have right they now? They have seven. What's, what's the list? Seven. Yeah, Pumas yeah, man, and Tigres see, have seven. I could, I could see them going up to ten easily. We'll see easily, what happens. I mean, with... We we still don't know. Yeah. What's gonna happen with Tuca Ferretti? 
and oh, that's right. Yes, I'm announced. We don't know thing. what's going to happen to Jignac. This might be their last hurrah. Um, for people that are unaware, the Conca Champions just started back up. Hallelujah! And we had some interesting results. Olympia uh, got through, even though they lost to Montreal Impact. Uh, they got through two two on aggregate because of the away goal, and then uh, Tigres just dismounted New York Football Club. 4-0, they're in the semifinals. They will be playing Olympia. And then Atlanta, although they beat America 1-0 yesterday, they were down three on aggregate. So America will be playing uh, not Cruz Azul because Cruz Azul lost yesterday to LAFC 2-1. So uh, Tigres have a chance at winning some silverware this season and uh, going into the Club World Cup. I know that's something that Dignac has been really, really pushing. Yeah, Cruz Azul, Cruz Azul losing is uh, <laughs> when you guys were talking about that earlier. I was, I was thinking, man, they just, uh, they just gave it up. I don't even think they even wanted to win. Because they yeah, got well, rid of Arcebo, they just, you know, just left or got rid of him, whatever it was. And you're left without a coach. You're left, you know, on a moral download after losing the. Uh, Pumas, and then after all the controversy of Hector Huerta, yeah, the, and then that, yeah, they, just they threw the game against Pumas. Yeah, and then well, they did score the first goal, so that you know that's sort of like a bright spot, and they seem to put forth a little bit of effort. But I'm a, I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> so I actually Big watched the, I watched the game. Uh, it was a penalty, so Chris Su were up one zero pretty quickly in the match. However, uh, on the other side of things, Vela, with one of the most obvious dives I've ever seen, he dove, he got the penalty, tied the game up, and then, of course, like like almost guaranteed, uh, you know, Cruz would give up a goal, they lose the game 2-1, but kind of like what you guys are saying, like, this game was dead on arrival, like, Cruz Azul had no, in- I, it, like, you got rid of your coach, these guys had no intention of, like, they they basically called this here. They were just calling it, and that's how it felt. They had only um, one shot on target the entire game, and that was the penalty. So, I mean, this team was was dead on arrival. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I feel feel like. It was if 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 they were really after it, I think they would have kept. They should have kept Zivoldi. Just to prove, okay, we okay, we let he, you guys down quit, in the tournament, and we're going to come back. That's what I'm saying. If if they really, you know, wanted to to do it, if he really wanted to to continue and like redeem himself, come no, back. No, but and, I mean, but I mean, tournament. that's the thing, Chiki's, Um, the they pretty much see this is this is why Huerta's accusations carried more weight because sort of like what was insinuated from from um from Cruz Azul's directiva that you know that the team almost they, they didn't care, show no heart, you know. And so this guy was saying that that they were accusing him. So I and I think sort of like sort of like saying you're accusing us of not even trying. 
So then when Huerta comes out and he says that, you know, that he had proof that, or, you know, he knew of phone calls of players having to throw the game. It all starts like, you know, all of a sudden it's like people start putting one and one together. Who knows how much truth there is in that? I mean, the players were thinking of of suing Huerta because it's defamation. And if it did went to, which I don't think it's going to go, we would have probably heard it by now. But if it went to trial, and if this dude did have proof, then it's it's a whole other thing. So, I mean, and we have to be honest, man. We, we are talking about a league that's hella corrupt. Yeah. Um, when Victor Garces came in, so Victor Garces was one of the dudes that started off his madre at Cruz Azul, ended up kicking out. Pelaez. Um, Pelaez, thank you. Thank you, Garces. I need to send him a... <laughs> he a did us a favor. Christmas basket. He, he, <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. And um, um, If I'm not mistaken, he's and, he's trying to avoid Interpol right now because he's wanted in over 195 countries. Damn. <laughs> See? <laughs> And and so and so this guy was talking about he was talking about Hurtado because that's one of the so um Hurtado's one of the main promoters or was one of the main promoters. He's very elusive. Like people don't even know have pictures of him. And he doesn't he doesn't deal straight out, like you're not gonna know who's tied to him. Cause it'll it, you know, he uses other people. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah, he, so, but, but, but says, and he said, this is what he said. He said that in 10 years, Cruz Azul has gone over 104 players Damn. through transfers. He says that with, with, that didn't even finish out the three-year contract. Damn. <laughs> and that's a way of moving money, this whole transfer thing. It's a big way of like money laundering. You know, just yeah, a lot of times it's money laundering or probably evading taxes and shit like mm. that. I mean, we've seen that at Tigres too, man. Um, where they brought, remember when they brought Kenyak? They had that African guy. Oh yeah. I think I think he even played. <laughs> and and Tigres done some similar stuff where they brought players. Um, but I don't think I don't think Semex. Semex is corrupt. Uh, I don't know if the the synergy or whatever runs MS, but I do know a lot of clubs do that. You know, it's a way of like, I guess you could say like a loophole or cheating on taxes. Mm. But but 104 in 10 years, then you know there's some shady stuff going on. That's there. a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I gotta go back and uh, I gotta defend. I gotta defend Huerta, Hector Huerta. Oh yeah. yeah. Defamation, defamation. That's that's a joke. There's there will be no defamation. All he said was that players received phone calls, received uh, what he says uh, he calls temptations. He didn't say that they threw the game or uh, or anything. He said that they received calls, and 
he called on, you know, maybe there should be an investigation into into some of this. Yeah. So there's really nothing well, there for anybody to get mad at him well, about. It's, it's insinuation, but I think if he didn't name names, then there's not. But he is calling for an investigation. And, and so the big fix there will be on, on the betting, because who's going to bet against Cruz Azul on a plus four goal advantage, man, whoever... Yeah. Whoever placed a high bet there came up, came up huge, man. And that's a normal thing. Like if you say, "Okay, I'm going to investigate this," because how are you going to lose uh, after four goal lead? No, well, you know? the investigation is not because they lost. It's because because this guy's saying that. that no, you know, that's that's suspicious. He heard that. Suspicious. You're gonna you're gonna give up a four goal lead just like that, and just watching the game. That's, that in itself can be like, hey, let's look at this a little bit. That's you know, that's what are you going to get defamation of character for saying? Oh, I want to, I want to look at this. I want to investigate this because how are you going to lose four um, zero like that? Like they did at the last second and all that? No, no, um, not 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 because so. you lost, but because you were you were asked to lose. Mm. I know that's... any type of corruption, but so you so you're going to look into it. You know, for betting reasons or for whatever the yeah. reasons are. And, and but and see, so, but but Chiquis, keep keep in mind, you did have Victor Garces and the other dude, Billy, that are being wanted, and they yeah. still they they're not completely. You know, they've had their hooks on Cruz Azul a long time. We can't expect them to to be completely unattached from the team. So let's let's just say we're playing here the. You know, we're wearing our tinfoil hats. Let's just say they needed some some extra cash, man, <laughs> to pay some hush money or get lawyers. <laughs> you just had the perfect game there to uh, to win huge, man. Yeah, the just, odds were crazy. Just, just just throwing that out there, man. Not saying it yeah. happened, but I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. <laughs> so yeah, you never know. Looking at the Conca Champions with Tigres Olympia and LAFC versus America, who do you guys see winning these games? I, for me, I think I have Tigres winning, and then LAFC. I know they've, you know, they beat Leon, they beat Cruz Azul, but I, I hate to to root for America, but I think they got this. What do you guys think? <laughs> Uh, same. I, I think. I think uh, Piojo. Piojo's out there, man. He he wants. He's had some bad luck with injuries and whatnot, but I think. Um, you know, he wants. He wants to add another trophy. Same. Same with Tigres. You know, uh, these are coaches that that are pushing hard to 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 finish the year with some silverware. Um, will, will the final be played before New Year or yeah. at, at the start? Okay, so yeah, and you know, especially like Tuca, they want, you know, he's he's he talked about retiring at the end of 2020. So I mean, if he could leave, at least with that, because I think they've reached the final three times, and I think they failed all three times. Who Tigres? Yeah. Hmm. I'll check. I'll double check that. I think Tigres could could match up. So basically, you're saying you think it's going to be an America Tigres final. I, I would like that final, um, but I do think those are the stronger teams. LAFC just this season was not as strong as the previous one. 
it's kind of crazy how quickly they're trying to speed up this tournament. You know, they're all in a bubble in, in uh, Orlando, so they're going to do all the games there. Uh, the, the semifinals will start at 5 on Saturday, and then I'm not sure when the final will be. That'll be a TBD. But, yeah, they're trying to wrap this up, um, and then the winner of this tournament will go to the, the Club World Cup. And uh, just to remind all the MLS people out there, they haven't won this in 20 years, so... <laughs> Wait, is there a club? World? I thought it was suspended until like twenty twenty one. I mean, they'll still go to the Club World Cup, though. The oh, but yeah. like a year from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like the new and improved. I think also. Team. Uh, I think Monterrey will too, right? Who won the Club World Cup last year, or the um, Coca Champions? Yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty sure it was them. Was it? <laughs> it was yeah. They beat um, they beat uh, Tigres, I think, in the final. Dudes, what's up? I'm, I'm reading some article on some Al Today Co website, and they're, they're talking because you guys mentioned Carlos Vela. They're talking about uh. Tata Martino, like saying, okay, Carlos Vela's, you know, we're not insisting on him anymore. Chicharito, you know, of course he wasn't called up. But uh, they said uh, Raul and Henry, then Alan polished, and Andres saved. <laughs> it's like they translated, they, they translated their names. <laughs> it's just Alan, Alan polished and Andres saved. Oh, my God. It's weird. Andres saved? He's like saved. <laughs> Pulido oh, is man, Polish? Pulido is yeah. Polish. Oh yeah. my god. Charles Kendall. Yeah, it was Tigres. They lost to Tigres. Uh, Tigres the, lost to Monterrey last year in the Conca Champions final. And um, yeah, they, I, I, they lost and then they lost to America in 2015, 2016, and then... I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's been a Mexican final for, like, the longest time, so... And, and they lost to Pachuca. They lost to Pachuca. See, so they lost three finals. Yeah. And so I do think that, you know, it's 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 missing from there. We can, uh, we can all agree that... It's missing. That's why Tigres are considered a small club is... Outside of Mexico, they really haven't won any <laughs> any silverware, and that's. No, but they're hey, they're, they're getting close. They did get yeah. the Libertadores final. They did, but they, they didn't were, win. They're close. They're close. No, and I think a big part is Tuca because um, he's always just cared about. He's always, I I, I would say just care, but prioritizes the league, and that's that's why he has the record right there in uh. Liga MX about coach who's never been sacked. Mm-hmm. He's never been fired by any, by any team. He's never had to leave four games in. Um, you know, he's he's always finished his seasons, and then he's always been at work. And I and I think because uh, you know he's he's gonna guarantee you. Uh, he's gonna he guarantees he's a good guarantee in league play, and so he's never cared too much. So even when he was at Chivas, I remember in Libertadores was invitational. 
um, he he turned one he turned he turned one of them down. I think it was ninety eight or ninety nine. Uh, I'm not sure in the year, but he was like, "No, nah, that's okay. We don't. We we need to concentrate on league." Hmm. Um. You know what's interesting? I just saw a photo on Twitter of uh, Ochoa and Vela taking a photo together. <laughs> um. So. I don't know, man. Maybe they're going to try and recruit his ass. Yeah, I could probably, probably, if he wants to, just just because he never played in Mexico, and and I, like on loan, um, just because how the MLS season is. Uh, so yeah, I do think they even have a, a small possibility? Do they even have a schedule? Because uh, for those that don't know, we already have our schedule for twenty twenty one. Uh, the Liga Emekis will kick off on the eighth, and surprisingly, it's going to be Chivas. They're going to be the um, the protagonist in this one. Puebla versus Chivas, five p.m. That's at eight. That's uh, on uh, January eighth. It's a Friday, so I mean, we're we're a couple weeks away from that happening. Um, MLS though, they they're weird, man. I don't know when their schedule starts. Well, um, the season, the regular season, I think begins in March. Yeah. So. That's what I'm saying. Like, are they just going to literally wait like three, like three months, dude? Like, that's such a long time away. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's plenty for, you know, San Bella, he'll play. Yeah, so their target is early March hmm. right now. So who knows? They might end up pushing it a bit further up, uh, you know, maybe to see if by this point people are allowed back into the stadiums, you know, now with the whole COVID shot coming out. Well, they the had they had fans in the final. And whatnot. Um, the Columbus uh, final. They they had fans in the in the stands and uh, Lucas Celarayan was the MVP, ex Tigres player. So there were they're they're already starting to roll fans back into the into the stands in certain states. But I mean, we're talking about Carlos Vela here, man. He's not going to be like thinking about oh yeah, I got to stay in shape for you know he could he could play. <laughs> he could gain like 20 pounds and still be the best player. You know what I mean? Like he's looking forward to this. This is his vacation. <laughs> this dude. <laughs> he, he could, he this guy like turned down Barcelona, man. Like Barcelona wanted to loan him out and LAFC said no. Um, Wait, did LAFC say no or did Carlos say no? I think LAFC said no because um, they just, they, I, I forgot what it was. I think they, it, you know, the most they can do is like a, their least that they can do is like a six month loan. So he would have been, he would have missed like the kickoff of the season. So they said no. Yeah, LAFC yeah. didn't want to. He actually, Vela actually would have done it probably because that was his dream. Like it would have been his dream to play with Messi. He even said that on the podcast. Mm. But LAFC, it did, it didn't work out for the whole team. Well, we do have a striker crisis among us because obviously Raul Jimenez is still recovering from his fractured skull, which puts who's next in kin right now. I mean, is it going to be Macias? Is it Henry Martin? Chicharito's out of the picture. 
who else can step up? Pulido? Is Pulido going to get called? KJ Mack. Yeah. I think Pulido has been called. You know, there's there's a lot. There's a lot of players. Um, even there was... It'd be a perfect time for Vela to come back, title. man. This is perfect time for him to come back. If he wants to. Hmm. Uh, we did have the men's team of the year for 2020 CONCACAF region. A little bit suspicious here, but starting from the goalkeeper, Kaylor Navas, uh, Davies, Alvarez, Salcedo, Dest, Hector Herrera, McKinney, Reina, Pulisic, Jimenez, and Chucky Lozano. That is your CONCACAF 2020 team of the year. It looks like they just went on FIFA and just ranked them by ratings and just put them all in a four four two formation, man. Yeah, I don't. I've never been a big fan of those type of uh, lists. It's more of like promotions. Like I, I don't think Hector Herrera had one of his best seasons. I agree. Uh, and as we were talking about it before the show. You know, they left out Tecatito. Damn shame. I think it's because he plays as a right back at Porto. And uh, I don't know. I guess it doesn't fit into this, like, formation that they made. They put Dest just because he plays for Barcelona. But whatever, he's on the bench. Big deal. I will say the best player in the Coca-Golf region will probably be Davies. And that's, like, without question because he won a Champions League with Bayern Munich and he wasn't just like part of the team like he was in the starting lineup so I think he was uh, our region's best player Reyna's been scoring some golazos dude uh, even uh, he plays even for McKinney scored a nice one Dortmund? Dortmund and McKinney scored a nice one um, Juve a while ago also. Yeah. yeah he scored like a scissor flying kick yeah I saw that <laughs> straight out of the Cristiano Ronaldo handbook there so, are you what you are? You're telling me, Chiki, is that we should be trembling in our boots? That we should watch out for the next Mexico USA friendly? I'm just, uh, I, I, I never tremble because uh, I come to the point where if Mexico gets spanked and, and loses bad, you know, that's just the way it is. I will continue on, <laughs> or I might be that guy in the back laughing at the Mexican fans crying or trembling or before the game. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm interested in seeing the matchup. I want to see. You know, if these guys really pan out or if they end up falling flat against uh, the supposedly lesser talented or, you know, the lesser hot streak team uh, of Mexicans. I'm, I'm never looking. Like I said, the U.S. Yeah. the U.S. fans are getting bold. This, this is the way I see it, man. I'm never looking at my rear view mirror, seeing who's going to come up and, you know what I mean? It's like, why? Why why even bother trying to, like, compare the two? Oh, big deal. They have players in Barca, Juve. You know, Dortmund, yeah. Chelsea, like, oh, wow, those are those are some big clubs. But collectively as a unit, they have failed to defeat us. I think Mexico, that's where they have the advantages. They know how to play together as a team. Uh, USA doesn't really have a style or or a direction that they want to go in. And uh, that's why they, they didn't qualify for the World Cup. You know, they just they just threw them all in together and they didn't really have like a, a legit team. And they, they don't get me wrong. I'm not discrediting like the talent that they have and the players that they have, but I just think like it's great on paper. You can brag about it all you want, but you know, 
put your dukes up and let's let's fight. Let's see who wins. Yeah, it's gonna be. It should be. This is gonna be like the most interesting. I'm sort of like anxious for it to happen. The next Mexico U.S. game, more than any you know any previous game, I, I believe, just because of the hype. Yeah, I'll. J- I'm just gonna enjoy those tears even even more now because. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the first time Mexico beat them with like Pulisic and and some of these players. You know what I mean? They beat them two two uh, two friendlies in a row. So it's like it wasn't even a friendly. It was the Gold Cup. It was the Gold Cup and then a friendly. It's like just to just to like prove no doubt like who was the better better team. I will say like maybe yeah. maybe the playing field has been evened out because we lost Jimenez, but who knows. No, I I see that team, but I think it still still needs more. They still need more time, um, and some of these players get a bit older. You know, we've we've talked about it. Uh, they're beginning to to look and do good, and but then you still have to translate that into into the national team and have so many games where you play together and whatnot. Uh, so you never know, uh, but I, I I see them. They're still very young, and I, I I do think when when if if those players stay on the course they are, and maybe we're thinking about four or five years from now, when that's gonna be like a really good team, you know. Yeah, we'll have to see how things pan out. Because, like, you know, we, we had that. We had the golden generation, you know, the under-17 World Cup champions. You know, we had a dream team. We had, like, Gio, Vela, and all these players that it just seemed like we were, they were going to turn into beasts. And then they just never panned out. So it's like, I understand how they might be feeling right now with having all these young kids in big clubs. But, you know, don't don't start talking shit until you actually see what they can do on the field against the national team, you know, cause that's, a, that's a completely different animal. Um, something that's interesting that's happening right now. Uh, the Liga de Expansión. We have a final on our hands, Tampico Madero and Atlante tied one, one. Uh, and it's crazy because both of these guys have, have won the league Tampico way back in the day has one title and Atlante has three titles and both of these teams are playing in uh, second division football. Sad. I'm going for Tempico. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think Ron would also, he would agree. What are they? they the Haivas? Is that what they're? The crabs? Haiva brava. <laughs> When I hear Haiba, I think of tostada. I think of that food. Oh. Uh. <laughs> They're from Tamaulipas. Shout out to um, Rigo Tovar. <laughs> but uh, Atlante, man, they're a team that, ah, man, they should not be playing second division football, man. They should be in the, you know, we got teams like freaking, um, uh, who, who who's like the shittiest team right now? Juarez. Atletico San Luis, like at least Atlante has like titles to back it up. You know what I mean? Like they should, they should be back. They should be back in the first division 
I think they're they're uh they moved back to Mexico, right? They're not even in uh, Cancun anymore. Atlante? Yeah. Yeah, they did. They they went back home. Yeah. It's like they're... I think they they got bought out again. I think they were just loaned out. They were loaned out for the um you know, it's the one thing that some of these clubs have been doing or the hmm. like the the governor or the 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 city or whatever they they want to bring in a team, you know, to see if they could they could create some type of revenue. So that's kind of what happened with um, Mazatlan, you know, where it's like I don't know if you gentlemen remember. People were like, "Why is there a stadium being built?" You know, <laughs> they didn't know it was like brand new state of the art stadium. And it's like, is there even going to be a team? You know, no, nothing was said. And then all of a sudden, they buy out a franchise. Who was it? Lobos? Was it Lobos Boop? Mm-hmm. They bought, well, they bought one of those teams. And there they are. And so that's that's kind of similar what what happened. And it, kind of what does happen. So let's. I don't know I, I, if they do have new owners or. Um, I'm looking it up right now. They they have been relocated back to Mexico City, and they're playing in El Estadio Azul. I thought they were going to you know destroy that stadium and build a new one, but apparently not. And I'm looking at the at the Wikipedia. There was an Eames era where the where Eames acquired the team in a hundred percent ownership. What's Eames? Can you imagine uh Institute of Seguro Social. <laughs> what? So it's a government institution. It's a government institution bought the team for a while and they like and social they, like, security. Up, <laughs> yeah, the social security like like can you imagine INS buying a, a MLS club? <laughs> <laughs> But they uh they put like a ton of money because they're scattered all over Mexico and that's when they they brought in Cavino and uh, they won some championships against Tigre, Tigres and he scored 108 goals for Atlante, wow 151 for Pumas too, damn Cavino huh? Yes, Atlante that's sort of a neat. The government team. That's pretty interesting stuff. Oh, and we lost him. <laughs> we started boring uh, Joel with Atlante. Um, no, man, did I? I got cut off. Oh, I was on a long rant, and then I'm like, these guys are suspiciously quiet. <laughs> but but Discord has this thing where they they'll they'll hang up my call, and I I won't even. It will still show like I'm on. Mm. Um, but I was talking about how... What was the last thing you guys heard me say? It was... We were talking about... Uh, we were talking about ownership, I think. And that was the last... Oh, because I was talking about how... Um, you know, how they're moving back. But I hope that they went... Not to their old stadium, which was... Cruz Azul was also using it, 
Estadio Azul and before that Azulgrana mm. or or even Azteca is too big. You know, they need like a smaller stadium, like 20K, very similar to what a lot of the teams did here in MLS. Because, I mean, you're Atlante, you're playing at Azteca. You got like, you know, 15,000 people in, in a 90K stadium. It just looks dead. But if you have your own small stadium, then, you know, that that crowd can bring some noise, oh, create yeah. some good hype. And and I think Mexico City is huge. It's just too huge. It, and, and we've compared before. It should be what, like, Buenos Aires is to Argentina soccer, where it's like teams all over the place. They should have Even a stadium in front of a stadium in front of a stadium. <laughs> they need to have, exactly, like, four man. stadiums within, like, a stone's throw, man. Like, Mexico City is huge. Huge. Yeah. So I would like to see that, man. But go go to some area of the city you know try to own try to own that area like make the team the local team there do what you got to do and uh you know give it that identity instead of like just trying to it seems like you're just in the coattails of the bigger team um not trying to change the subject but Chivas have finally announced their uh list of transferables Juan Carlos Van Ranking, Chofis Lopez, Alexis Peña, Ronaldo Cisneros, Carlos Cisneros, Tortas Perez, Carlos Villanueva, Ángel López, Antonio Torres, Kevin Magaña, Diego Cortés, and Andres Ramírez. A lot of those I don't know, but it looks like uh, Mayorga, who was with Pumas, is uh, returning. And so is Cesar Huerta, Chino Huerta. I'm excited to see him back at Chivas. He was doing a really good job at Mazatlán. Uh, it sounds like we're not going to be signing anybody, though. That's not good. Well, I wouldn't. Never say never, man. <laughs> Gallo Vasquez uh, has officially transferred to Toluca, so he's going to be, I guess now, uh, his his behavior will be acceptable because he's now a devil. He's now a devil. It's un, it's un gallo bien diablo. Um I think that's a good team for him. Uh, I wish him luck. Kind of. He was one of my. I was hopeful, you know. I was one of my favorite players. I was sad when he left, when the they transferred him out. I was glad when he came back. Did he end up winning with uh, Santos? He did, huh? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's won at every team he's been at. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, and so yeah, it sucks. I guess he got. Got wrapped up in that party stuff going on at Chivas, and, and uh, so, no word on um, Villalpando. I think he's like arrested or some shit. Like he's, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's gonna be playing football for a long time, man. Oh, um, remember we were talking about Joao Malek? He has been, uh, I guess he posted bail, man. He's back on the streets. We thought he was gonna do <laughs> do time, but he's. I think he paid like three million, but he's out. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his dad was. Uh, I wonder if his dad helped him. His dad played pro. He has been re- um, released on parole after spending eighteen months in prison for a car accident that resulted in the death of a newlywed couple. Man. 
Man, what a what a way to throw away your career, man. I wonder what's gonna happen. And it, was, and, and it wasn't that he he it was like it just wasn't because it was a car accident. He was speeding, and I believe he was under Drunk. the influence. Because he could have crashed. An accident is an accident. Mm-hmm. And it's very unfortunate, but but if you're driving that, you know. You're high flying and you're drunk, then that's oof. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, it was three million pesos, and uh, he actually still has a I valid thought, contract. I thought dollars, so pesos. No, it was a uh, hundred and fifty-one thousand dollars U.S. So it, that's uh, equivalent to three million pesos. Um. But he says that he still has a contract with Santos, and but he will not be able to play until um, it says right here, June twenty twenty one. Damn. So he won't be able to to play until like next year, and who knows if anybody will will take a chance on him. He's- He's 21 now. Yeah. He's kind of young. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> you know. I mean, at the, it's very unfortunate, very tragic. At the same time, very young guy, very dumb. I don't, you know, it's not like he did it on purpose. I mean, so we we talked about like his life be ruined as well. For that, you know, look so at who, yeah. It, Ramon Ramirez killed a family. Ah man, that was. Turco yeah. Mohamed killed uh, his son. I mean, shit happens, was, man. Man, I I didn't know Turco was in the car with his son. Yeah, he was in the car. Yeah, he he. he uh, it was a car accident. Yeah. His son died. He stayed. He lived though. That's probably worse, man. Um, yeah, Ramon Ramirez. I still remember that one. So I mean, he can bounce back from this, but the, the thing about Joao Malek is like his career. It, it, he, you know, it's like one of those players that we've seen a, a million times in Mexico, where they have a lot of hype. They, you know, they get signed by a European club, and then all of a sudden, you know, the hype just starts to. Oh man, he's going to be our next. You know, the next big thing. So he's really taken a huge step back, and who knows if he'll be able to bounce back from this. But he is young. He's 21. Um, who knows? Maybe he'll end up being another Ulises Davila, end up in New Zealand as the highest goal scorer. <laughs> That's what happened to Davila. He's playing, oh, in, man. he's playing in New Zealand, just having the time of his life, man. Yeah, Davila, you know, said Chivas, he was one of the Chivas top prospects. Uh, what was it, Chelsea? Chelsea. Chelsea or was it? Chelsea. Man City. Chelsea comes and, and they pick him up. They send him to Spain. He had like an excellent season where he helps the team get promoted. Yeah. But then they loan him, they loan him to Portugal, which just didn't make any sense, you know? And so then that's it. He became a journeyman. I'm impressed, man. He got Mike Santos and he he played for um, 
uh, he's he's one of the only players that I know that have played in uh, India. <laughs> the Indian Super League, bro. He's played in India. He's played in uh, Spain, Portugal, and New Zealand. Man, he's he's he sounds like the Street Fighter Two map. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little airplane. Thailand. Japan. <laughs> <laughs> USA. Oh, man. He just brought back memories. That was hella funny. Round one, fight. <laughs> He'd be like, round one, play. Uh, man. Yeah, so we have, again, a schedule for the 2021 Liga MX, uh season. Starts on the 8th of January. Puebla versus Chivas. And I was looking at the schedule, and I tweeted this out. I said, oh, it looks like Chivas are going to have a four-game winning streak to start the season because um, they have some pretty easy opponents. Yeah, we're going to have to do one of the, um, uh, what is it, a season preview. Yeah. Where we could, we could just go, go through some of the teams. And then give our give our opinions. Just a, a little preview, just to give you an idea. Chivas will play Puebla, Toluca, San Luis, Juarez, and then on the fifth game will be León. So that's why I was like, ah, okay, four game winning streak, not bad. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's a good accessible. Yeah, it's it's a very good. It, it's you know a, a good list of opponents, and and out of those five games, how many are at home? Uh, let's see, Akron 2. Okay. Well. I think they got a good chance. Yeah. Because San Luis is, Puebla and San Luis are on the road. So those are accessible games. The only game that bothered me was Toluca because, you know, they're still a respectable team, but that's at home. So I feel... I feel confident. San Luis was trash. Yeah. And then Puebla, Puebla was scrappy, man. They, they, oh, yeah. I mean, they beat You know, they, they put up Rails. a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we pretty much covered everything this evening. We will obviously be recording again. Hopefully, by this time next week, we'll have a Conca champion, uh, whether it's a uh, Mexican club or a Mexican club <laughs> or maybe <laughs> sure maybe Where, where's Olympia from Olympia's from uh Honduras, Honduras? hey yeah don't bang I I will say though it's it's not gonna be LAFC I I'm calling that right now don't get your hopes up all you <laughs> all you all you people playing both sides I see people playing both sides man I see people that like they watch Liga Mekis, but then secretly they have a they own a Carlos Vela LAFC jersey. I know, I know, I know who you are. <laughs> There's a lot of them. When I went to go cover them for the the champions and then for their opener, there's a lot of lot of uh, like loyal fans in LA, man, and uh, they're all pochos. <laughs> it is. They have a good following. They have a great following. Um, any closing thoughts before we wrap this up? I think Cheeky's left. Man, Cheeky's shook, huh? He busted a ghost on a 
you know, they say cats have nine lives, but I think I think that Leon beating, I think that might have been his last life. Because <laughs> think about it, they, he lost four lives against Cruz Azul. You know what I mean? So he's 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 Ouch. he's down to probably four now. No, my my closing thought is just another big big congratulations on on Nacho. Um, I think he really deserved this. Uh, you know, I, I hear a lot of the criticisms for Mexican coaches that they don't go abroad, that they don't bring nothing new. Uh, you know, just just there's a big laundry list of, of, of and it's from Mexico fans. And I, I always felt they've been very harsh and, and just more welcoming of someone who could come from Argentina and he could be unknown, but it's like almost automatic, you know. Someone comes from Spain, any other country, and, and it's almost like it's it's preferred, you know, because uh, just the Mexican coach is just seen as not not being very good and in average. But but I mean, we look at Nacho; he did go abroad, you know. He spent many years in La Liga with with Aguirre at, at Osasuna and Atlético Madrid. He even coached a few games. You know, when, when Aguirre wasn't available, um, has came back to Max. He, he coached Chivas in America. Uh, didn't go as, as planned, but he's been doing really well right? at, at Leon. You know, we were talking about that win streak he had. What was it, a few seasons back? Yeah. So, yeah, very capable. So he's, he's proving to be a very capable coach. And I think, uh, took him longer to get his break just because I do think there is some of these some of these obstacles that that are put for for like the local coaches you know in in Mexico I should say where where a lot of times you don't get much of a chance to to prove yourself so I think that's and it's much needed because we did see for a while that the majority of the coaches winning were all the majority were all foreigners, you know. So, um, but but if we look at the list of like a lot of the all-time winning ones, it's it's a lot of the Mexican coaches that are there. But but I think uh, just current current times, yeah, we've we've seen a, a dominance from from the foreigners coming in. But I, I like I like that, you know, we have a. Uh, we have Nacho there doing good. We'll see what his plans are for next season. There, it's been no secret that he has the desire to uh, go abroad, coach in Europe, and he definitely now with this title, I think he can finally use that as leverage and say, hey, you know, I'm the real deal. And uh, I'm very excited to see what 2021 looks like for, for him and for Leon as well, you know, because uh, – the last time they were champions, they were able to to secure back to back titles. So, yeah, well, I, you know, but the thing the thing for 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 Leon is that they're pretty much dependent on Grupo Pachuca, and that's right. When it comes to Grupo Pachuca, Leon is the redheaded stepchild. You know, the 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 team that they're going to look to prop is going to be Pachuca. So, yeah, as, as you said, let's see what happens. 
there are are they gonna are they gonna put they're gonna dump money into leon because you know don't even have their own stadium at one point during the season was even booted out of their stadium uh, that's right because they were allowed to come back but but you know they got they got kicked out <laughs> don't sleep in the couch um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah that's let's see what happens because i do think uh, team like that deserves better treatment than you know what what they get well everyone thank you guys for listening not just tonight but this entire year this is our 40th episode of, of the season and uh started off with like unsure not sure what what the landscape was going to look like it's been a crazy year but i want to thank everyone for following us listening to us every week and we will still be putting out more episodes before the end of the year we look forward to uh to our next episode thank you guys and have a good night Thank you.